Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast, where we just talk about life and faith and honestly anything that comes to our mind, right? James here and John with me, and uh, we want to talk about something that probably applies. No, I believe it applies to every single person Absolutely. watching this because every single person watching this has just gone through and is going through a global pandemic. And so we were talking about this the other day, even like pastoring people through this moment. And I, I feel like one of the things that we keep feel like it's coming up in our own lives and probably like in your life is everything has changed, right? And we can't quite like pinpoint like kind of what happened, but everything has changed. And, but we're still all trying to live in like 2018, you know, we yeah. talk about that a lot. You know, we, we have rhythms that were formed in 2018, but we're not in 2018. We are in the year 2022 post pandemic. And so we just want to talk about maybe like from our own lives, just man, what, how have you changed rhythms or how have you had to change rhythms through this moment to stay connected to God and to family and all those different things? And, and let's just talk, man. This is a totally yeah. semi-unscripted moment. Yeah, yeah. We just want to get on here and say some stuff, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the, the question, I don't know where we heard it from, but it was like this idea of getting your life back into orbit, you know, how, mm -hmm. do, how do we do that, you know? And so we're just going to like kind of <clears throat> rattle off some thoughts and things probably more from our personal life, you know, that's, that's, you know, we're trying to use. Um, one thing for me has been, um, I have, I have rediscovered the importance of having a really disciplined routine and I, I'm not the most probably disciplined person naturally. And I don't know why I've just had this thought multiple times. You're like, man, discipline and a routine and a schedule feels really good right now. Hmm. It just feels good. Um, I feel like it makes me the, the man and the person that I want to be. Um, I feel like when I wake up, whether it's going into work or a day off or something, if I don't have a clear sense as to kind of what I should be doing today exactly, or if I'm trying to think of too many things, it goes really badly mm -hmm. for me. And so I have kind of rebuilt my schedule. Um, it's actually somewhat similar to my schedule before, I would say, but it's um, a little bit updated. But it's it's just I'm getting back into rhythm because obviously with like, COVID and church and closing and reopening and the world's different. And it's like, for some reason, like COVID has made everything go haywire, every political issue, everything that could go wrong. Um, and now it's like, we just had the hottest day in the history of like Houston in July, like two days ago. It's just like, everything is like going haywire. And so, but one of the things I've been gripped by is this idea that the chaos around you doesn't have to create chaos within you. Mm. And so for me, um, the, a disciplined rhythm, it just feels so good right now. And then I share that rhythm with other people who, who I walk in connection with. So they kind of know what's going on in my life. And, um, and so anyway, th that's been like a, like a life giving thing for me of like, get a rhythm, stick to a rhythm. And I think a disciplined rhythm has never been more important than it is right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if I'm talking to somebody, I, I don't know how you're going to thrive in this moment without having a disciplined routine. But what about you, man? You know, I, I, I'm kind of coming at it maybe from the opposite angle where I'm like more of a disciplined person, like naturally, that's just my disposition. Um, and so, but, but my problem is a little bit different than yours where like, I, I've always been a disciplined person, but I'm also like stubborn in my discipline. And so like I built disciplines a long time ago where, you know, I'm the cut to work 30 minutes earlier and I'm going to have my quiet time then. But the problem is like oh, those rhythms yeah. aren't working anymore, you know? And so I'm like holding, I'm like frustrated with myself because I'm not able to uphold these rhythms that I built before I had two kids. And as many of you know, I just had my second son, Oliver. And actually I was thinking about like, he will probably watch this like 20 years from now. Probably think will. about that. It'll hey, be like man, internet hey, archives, Bye. like the way back machine or whatever. And it's like me and you here in 2022. But anyway, like I, I just had a second son. And so it's like, 
I need to build new rhythms around this new season. You yeah. know, I think all of us probably, it, we would do well to evaluate kind of the, the things that were working before that aren't working now and just like changing those things. And so yeah. for instance, when it comes to quiet time, like for me, I used to get up early and like, you know, get into work a little bit early, but I, I can't really do that because we've got two kids now, a little bit harder to get out the door. Yeah. And so now it's like my lunchtime is like that consistent space that I have because I have control over that in my life. I don't have control over mornings and evenings. So that's yeah. like kind of my new rhythm. I like that, man. That's good. Well, I, and that's my thing too is, yeah, I think it's like kind of having a rhythm, but knowing it's going to be different than it used to mm -hmm. be. Um, it's probably easy for me. My rhythm actually probably is different. I didn't probably actually keep it back in the day. So mine probably actually does feel different to me. Um, another thing I've been doing is like trying to, man, I'm trying to, this, this whole thing is a mind battle and I'm trying to retrain my mind to view the past as um, a means by which I can express gratitude and not hmm. use it as a thing I'm trying to get back to. Yep. Um, you know, once I was preaching a sermon and I had this thought um, that the past has a purpose, but the problem is most people never stop and think deeply or biblically about what is the point of that. And so, you know, if you just think I have this thing that's my past and I'm going to use it to be bitter, or angry or envious or, you know, upset or disillusioned, then, you know, you can use your past for that. But I don't think biblically that's why the past exists or why mm -hmm. we like it's not even a given that we would be able to remember the past. Like God gave us that ability. And so in scripture, what you clearly see is the past is a is a means by which we can express gratitude and thankfulness for what God has done. Um moving forward. And so for me, I've been trying to see the past as like, like practicing gratitude. And like when I, when I miss something in my life, cause my life is hundred percent different than it used to be. Like my life has been turned upside down. My life is very hard right now in a lot of ways, mm. um, is to, to look back at what was from a perspective of like, thank you God for that. That was awesome. And you were faithful then. So you're going to be faithful in the future, even if I don't understand it. And so whenever I feel that I'm trying to retrain my mind because for some reason it so quickly goes to like, dang, look what it used to be like, or dang, look at how good that used to be or, or what that was like, or man. And I'm trying to train myself and it's like any kind of discipline at first, you're kind of forcing it. Um, but eventually it will become, I believe it will be the natural way that my mind works. When I think about something in the past that was good, I will, I will, I will praise God for it and not be like, you know, sad or mad that something isn't like it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I, I, I could probably preach a whole sermon on nostalgia and Ooh. just like that, how destructive it is like to your heart and to your soul and probably even to your relationships. It's like, um, it's like subtitle, like it wasn't as good as you remember, <laughs> right? you know, it's like, it wasn't that good. Um, but, but I was thinking about that, man, nostalgia and whether it's like a season of your life that is over or whether it's a world that seemed to be more together than it is now, whatever it is, uh, nostalgia assumes that the best is behind. And yes. we always say like the best is yet to come and, and that's hope and that's the gospel. And so to, to position yourself in a mindset to where like, man, God is, has better in front of me than he had behind me. Like that, that that's definitely a faith move. So I would say even in this moment for anyone who might be struggling with that or thinking about, you know, the past and just like really mourning, you know, the past, I, I would say two things. One, it's like, align yourself with the goodness of God and remember like his faithfulness is eternal, the same yesterday, yeah. today, and forever. So you're kind of rooting yourself, not on a moment that is past in which logically you will never get back to, like you mm -hmm. just can't like just mourn that moment. But then two, I, I think we can position ourselves in this new moment to kind of like a, a wind, like setting up a sail for the winds, you know? And it's like, how do we position ourselves to like glorify God and love him in this moment? It's like, what opportunities did pandemic create that now we, we can serve yeah. the Lord out of those opportunities? You yeah. Know? And, and there's a lot of them. 
And yeah, and it, it's it's funny we talk about like like today it's like oh political polarization so bad you know. But what's interesting is I went back sometimes I listen to like our old podcast speaking of nostalgia. I'm just cause I'm like man, well like I almost bring me back to that world you know. Yep. But it was interesting. What was interesting is we did a podcast on political polarization back in like 2016. But you know, and so it's like that was happening then, and we noticed it, and we didn't like it, and you know, so it's not like this, like some some random new thing or whatever. Hmm. But another thing, um, and I want to get your thoughts on this, man, because I, I was thinking about this, and this this, this might be like the, like the deepest hitting thing, I think of this whole this whole podcast is uh, one of the things I write down here is call out your coping, and. I've always, I mean, I know, I know what coping is. I've become more familiar with that concept and I, I probably heard podcasts on it or something, but it, I've, for some reason that's been more at the front of my mind of like, we're all kind of coping in different ways. And I've noticed it even more profoundly with kind of walk with my wife through her diagnosis. Like we, we cope in different ways. And, and I think it's important to call out your coping because if you don't, you get into these really deep pits and, yeah. It, it, it gets real hard to get out of it. And so like one for me, and this was before all that happened, even when the pandemic started, like I started eating like really late at night, like a lot of food. It was weird um, and, and delicious, but not good. The spicy Cheez-Its. Yes. Um, and a lot of other things. That's just, that's just where I started. It's like, it's like, it gets worse. And then I get like the sweet, this is really bad. But um, like, so for me, I, I'm learning like, you know, I need to call out my coping because you start adding those things on your life and it just gets real wonky. Mm. Another one for me is like, I'm like, I'm like a vision minded person. And so I've been, I've noticed I've been daydreaming a lot more the past six months to a year. And I can say, well, I'm a, I'm a future vision minded person of what could be. But when I really sit down and think about it, that's not what it is. I'm coping. I'm, I'm escaping reality is what I'm escaping mm. my reality um, by daydreaming about what could be. And, and I think there's a difference between coping and relaxing and the, the, the essence of it is what is your motivation. It's one thing to be exhausted, so I'm going to rest and maybe veg on my phone or something, and that's not necessarily wrong. But when it's more of like, I don't like how I feel, so I'm going to do this thing really quick, whether it's eat something or watch something or, you know, think about something that takes me somewhere else that's coping. And so for me, I, I want to call out my coping, and I'm beginning to do that um, and to find victory in it. But I was going to ask you, for you, I mean, what, what are the ways that you cope? And maybe specifically, if you can think of any ways that have been uniquely, like maybe like they're new during this whole past couple of years or you've seen it ramp up during this past couple of years because everyone's different. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking how coping probably has, there's a spectrum. Some that it's like seems more benign, but then also obviously you can cope with sin and, and you mm -hmm. know, alcohol or porn or whatever it is, these things that take you to a different place or, or numb you to reality or whatever. I think for me, and it probably is like based off your wiring. I think for me, it's been like I've noticed that I've tried to hold on more to like control at, in different aspects, whether that's at work, you know, and, and maybe being frustrated because something t doesn't turn out the way I want it to, um, or even at home with like finances and budgeting. It's, I, I've noticed I'm like I'm running to these places in which I feel like I have control. You know, it's like I can, you know, I'm a saver, so I can transfer money over to savings, and I feel good. That's like a hit for me, you know, like a coping kind of hit. Um, but but it, but it's but it's not, you know. Um, and we were talking about this the other day, man. Uh, talk about preach. It's like what, what we say, like hope don't cope, you know. Yeah, I was, I was and, and so like it, yeah. it, it, you know, we there is a difference there. Coping is like escaping from reality. Yeah. It's numbing your mind. Uh, hoping is it's almost like running to reality that God yeah. is good and better than this moment or better than I feel in this moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so good. 
Another thing I was thinking too was, um, I, I told Britton this actually, I've actually shared the story with like a lot of people. Um, and so it's, which is, it's a really kind of a stupid thing, but it, for some reason I'm like, oh, that means it's very meaningful to me for some reason. Um, so I've been, I feel overwhelmed a lot right now in these times uh, with everything I have to do. And if I stopped for a moment and thought about, like I do this thing where I, I make like a big to-do list and like a moleskin journal that I have and I write down like all of my work stuff and all the different people that I work with and all the things that this person, this person needs to do. I write down like a home list and all these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And I, what the, the downside of writing that down every week is I realize that I'm just like switching the same stuff over. I'm getting so little of this stuff done, actually. I'm like, this is, and, and so I'm like, I, am I gonna write down, get my, like my van currently is out of inspection by like seven months. Um, now part of that's because, you know, everything went down last December in my own life, you know, but I'm, I, I still haven't got my inspection done. And it mm -hmm. keeps getting on the list and transferred over. And so all these things, and, and one of the things also is I have to, um, I need to seal my deck. So I had some friends through all this that built us a new deck, which is very nice, um, but I need to seal it. And I've been meaning to do it forever. And um, last Monday on my Sabbath, I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to get my deck sealed or whatever. And I started thinking about all the steps that took to make that happen. And I got overwhelmed. And, I, and then I was like avoiding doing any of it because it was just too much. And so, but this thought came to my mind because I've been thinking like the five-year plan is done. You know, forget that. It's all about the one-year plan now. Like what, what are we going to do in the next six months or a year? That feels doable, possible, and good. And so with my deck, I decided, okay, I'm not going to seal it today. I'm just going to go to Home Depot. I'm going to buy the stuff yep. and come back to my house. I'm going to sit it on my counter. And I, I've made a little bit of progress, and it felt incredible. And so the new thing right now, like I'm, if I'm talking to someone, and it's like, man, how do I get like my life back into orbit? How do I you know, get going in the right direction again? It's like I think right now small steps of progress are king. Hmm. small steps, like a little thing. If, if I take an inch, if I move an inch forward today and then an inch forward tomorrow, because like you said, too much, it overwhelms you and then you don't do anything. And so I think that we just need to be mindful of the moment that we're living in and just the way everyone's feeling. Uh, everyone kind of feels a little bit burned out probably. And so I think small steps of progress are king right now. And if anything, I would say maybe it's even unwise to think too far down the road. I think there will come a time for that, but um, I don't think that this is the, the this is that time. So I think small steps of progress are king. Well, let me ask you this, because you're talking about being mindful of the moment. And, and we talked about how we all feel. And we do all kind of feel a heaviness or a tiredness, a burnt outness. I mean, I, I want to press into that. And we, we may not be able to answer it on this podcast. But do you think, like, that's a real feeling? Or do you think, like, or, or, or is that a feeling? Or is like we really are living in difficult times you know and I know probably like our grandfathers could be like man back back in my day you know it was this and that but like we it does feel like things are a little bit harder now and so you talk about small steps like those are the old big steps you know no I, I think we are um and one thing for me just in all transparency I mean I know someone might be listening to this and you know I feel like everything happened in the world and then what's happened in our family we have like our own different crisis so maybe maybe in some ways I I see it different you know I'm I, I do think most people I talk to, no one I talk to is like, man, things are awesome. I'm crushing it. I feel great. Like, mm -hmm. everyone kind of hates their job, kind of doesn't know what to do, doesn't know what the future holds. Like, it's like, even people's like, well, I'm going to move or I'm not going to move. I just don't, I don't know what to do, you know? But I had this thought the other day that I, I think we are in unique moments. Once again, I don't know if it's worse than it was for, you know, World War II or probably that was worse. But I know that it's unique in our moment because I lived through 2015. I lived through 2016. True. I lived through 2017. I, li I lived through 2000. I, rem I remember those times. 
And so I think that at the very least, we can say in the past, I've been alive for 33 years. Um, I do think that we are in a unique moment of, of chaos because I was like, dude, like everything has been chaotic. It's like the pandemic, it's the racial stuff, it's all these social issues. I mean, it's everything is having its moment. And it's like one minute, it's all about the racial stuff. And the next minute, it's all about abortion. And the next minute, it's all about this issue or the shooting or... I mean, dude, it's like everything is like coping or going haywire as a yeah. result of, of kind of what has happened. Like, like stability is gone. And so people are acting out in different ways. Um, and also, like speaking of, yeah, it is like I listened to a podcast yesterday and the guy basically said he's probably the most informed guy in church stuff that I, I listen to. He said almost no churches are growing right now. You know, every church is at 70 percent. I have mentors who I know are incredible men of God, know exactly what to do. And they're like, yeah, our church is half of what it used to be. And I'm like, I've never heard that before, you know? So I think we are in unique times, but I think that's what makes this conversation even more important because, you know, we are called to live through these times. Now, I do think when you look at biblical times, it's not, you know, like I had this thought yesterday. She was like, man, everyone in the Bible, their life was a lot different than they thought it was going to be and hard, but God used it. And so that, that is the hope. It's like Peter's life did not go like he thought it was going to go. Paul's life didn't go. Abraham's life, Moses, David, David didn't think he was going to be the king, you know? Yep. So, um, so once again, I think in all of it though, it's like a lot's going on, but I, I, I do believe God is using it. And I know we've even been talking about like, I think, I think there's, there is a good chance some kind of revival comes out of this. It might just not happen as quick as we thought. We thought like a month into COVID there's going to be a revival and like <laughs> online church was going to spark a revival. And we think, well, that didn't happen then, so it's not going to happen. But no, it's like, you know, we're, we're just the microwave generation. And so it might take three years. You know, it might, there might need to be three years where all the chaos permeates and then something new comes out of it. But um, my opinion is, yeah, we're, we're living through a, a, pretty, a pretty crazy moment. So I got one more thought, but anything else you want to say? No, um, you know, I know we're going to talk in a moment just kind of the importance of kind of hearing God's voice and kind of how do you navigate the path forward. Um, But just going back a little bit to kind of this moment and like just recognizing the moment, I I did have a verse that was just kind of on my heart. Um, And it may sound like apocalyptic and negative, but but hear me out. It's 1 Peter 4, 7 through 8. And it says, the end of all things is near, therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray and above all love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Yeah. And I, I don't know, it's, it's just almost like Peter, even, you know, as he writes this in first century, he, he kind of understands that like in the grand scheme of things, like we are kind of in this like final moment of history in which Christ has come and in which we are looking forward to his return. And so it's almost like be, we, we kind of lived pre-pandemic and I put myself in this just like, feeling like we're going to live forever, everything's going to be good forever and positive forever, and, and we did enjoy some relative peace, but now we're kind of, like you said, like more in line with our biblical brothers and sisters, and so I, I just love that, and just his exhortation, you know, where like it, it feels like the world's in chaos, and in some ways it actually is, therefore be sober-minded in prayer, and then also just loving others, and I love that, love others because it covers a multitude of sins, and who doesn't need that in our culture, you know, and so it's just like being mindful of the moment you're in, and responding to that in like a biblical and, and godly way. Yeah, no, I think we need to hear that encouragement that like, if you, if you're aware of what's happening, and you're responding faithfully, like it's, it's going to work out, yep. it is, it is going to be okay, and, and, and we've got a lot of testaments of that in our life, and, and ways we've seen that, and yeah, like I, I my, my final like kind of <clears throat> encouragement exhortation um, would be to 
make space to hear God's voice. I think that is a, um, I, I remember, and it's funny, if I, if I could ask you one more question, maybe we'll finish with this actually. I was like, you know, what is it like to go on a sabbatical, like you went on for four or five weeks and to come back into, into this world? You know, hmm. and I had something similar kind of last year, but, um, but I remember when I went on mine about um, a year ago, one of my things I wrote down was I was surprised at how, how easy it was to reconnect with God. Like I, it didn't take two months. I was like, I was like a couple of days in just one little getaway, a couple, couple of times on a nice porch with a nice view and the Bible yep. open in my journal. I was like, Oh God, I hear you. You know, there you are, you know? Um, and I was just surprised. I thought I was going to work more for it. Um, and I, I'm continuing to experience that where I feel like maybe it's harder to kind of get to those places where I really feel like I'm like able to hear God's voice. But when I do, I hear it a lot more mm. frequently than maybe even ways I, I used to on a personal level. And so I think making space to hear God's voice, you know, I went, um, I preached at a different church this past Sunday and then and it was in Galveston. So afterwards I was like, well, I'm in Galveston. I'll go to the beach for a little bit, had a book journal by a beach by myself you know even the beach of Galveston which isn't that awesome but it's at least a beach I mean I I, I came back feeling so connected to God re-energized I mean I did I'm actually I'm doing a getaway next week by myself for a couple of days I'm going to the whole country by myself got a little space I rented out and I'm I am making that space and I feel like God speaks and when I do get to those places of really deep prayer, it's like I've had some of the most incredible prayer moments of my life in the past mm-hmm. six months. They've been less common but more impactful when they've happened. And so I think but you have to create that space because social media, the internet, like I've heard it said like I heard Matt Chandler say this, no one's gonna give that to you. Yep. No one's gonna come up to you and be like, hey man, like I'm going to give, go, go get time with Jesus. You know, I don't like, no, people have other agendas for you and we have other agendas for ourselves. And so you've got to make that space. But when you do, I really believe that God speaks. And so I think the battle isn't really in hearing God. It's making space to hear God. Absolutely, man. I, I, I felt the same way on my sabbatical. It, it was so easy to connect with God early on. And, and I noticed how easy it was to begin to feel disconnected with God, even coming back. You know, I thought I was going to supercharge the rest of my year, but I, I found that I, it was basically, I was just jumping back into a very, like a raging river yeah. of busyness, you know, and uh, I know this is super cheesy, but there, there's a commercial with like Tom Brady. He's the, he's the football player, right? He's always going to retire. It's the same <laughs> where he, basically in the commercial, he's like, wait, 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 I, I don't need to retire. I just need a vacation. It's basically like the thesis of the commercial. And I thought about that in terms of just like getting away with God, you know, where like we offer overwhelmed all the stuff and we want to make these like big moves. And maybe that is the right case. But like in reality, it's just like, no, I'm just not spending time with God because he's the one who kind of equalizes like my life, you know? And I want to say this too. And I I swear this might sound cynical, but it is not cynical. Like when, when you came back from like sabbatical and I was talking to you, I was like, man, like, I'm like, I want what this guy has. Like, man, I'm like, he is, I was like, he, he met with the divine. Like yeah. I, I, I could, it's like, what's like your face was shining, like the Mount of Transfiguration. And, 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 and half of me was like, man, I want that. Like this could, this could be our life. This could be like how we do it. And half of me was like, this dude's about to just get like Mack <laughs> trucked, you know, like just blown over by like everything we've all been holding back, you know, this whole time, you know? And it's like, oh, we can reach out to you now. Like, we can sit, we can email and text you now, you know. Um, and so, but, but you know, I think going back to what we said is like, I think you, it's like on one hand, you want to, 
you shouldn't expect your normal life to be like a sabbatical. It's different for a reason. That's what yeah. I experienced. Is like it doesn't mean that the sabbatical didn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that life is too crazy now. It's just like yeah, when you're not having to work and having some solo trips and maybe not around the kid as much. You know, it's there's going to be a little bit more of like that kind of time to connect with God and connect with yourself. And so. But anyway, man, I, I think it's funny, and, and that's why we're gonna do, we'll do more of those in the future, and we'll take some time off or Sundays out or whatever. But, hmm. um, but all in all, I, I do think that like, you know, maybe even like that big idea is like for anyone listening to this. I think the hope of this is like we're just sharing kind of rapid fire thoughts, like things that are going through our mind, and maybe there's a thing or two that kind of just like hits you that you want to think about. But the big idea is we don't have to let the the chaos around us create chaos within us. And I think that Jesus is the greatest example of that chaos all around him. Um, but he was never frazzled. And so it's like being able to live your life and like being able to kind of keep that perspective of like, you know, like even when we talk about here at the church, like we'll, we take everything on ourselves and we got to fix everything. But it's like, no, we're two dudes and we want to serve this place. We want to help where we can. And there's things to do. And the world is the way it is. And, you know, we're going to offer what we can offer and, and we're going to enjoy the ride. So I, I think the big thing is whatever it looks like for you, whoever's listening to this or watching this is, um, man, you like find, find the peace because it's, it's there in the Lord. Yeah. And, and kind of my final exhortation is similar. It's just like, take a moment to take stock of the moment you're in, you know, and, and think about the season you're in and don't rely on old habits or patterns mm. to carry you through a current season, you know, and I think you talked about just that need for space. And so for all of us, I think we kind of knew in the past that probably good to get in our Bible and spend time with God, but it kind of felt optional, but now like it, mm. it doesn't feel optional, mm. you know, and I think we're seeing the effects of people's lives who aren't spending that, those moments of equilibrium. It's just mm. throwing them out of orbit in the world. And we want to be rooted and tethered to Christ. And, and the way we do that is by making space for him. So Love it. it's good, man. All right. Well, Hey guys, thanks for watching and uh, we'll catch you next time.